wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Well, hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys being here. We have Ori Inbar on today. He's the co-founder of AWE and Superventures. You're probably familiar with the AWE show. I am. I've been there. We've done interviews at the booths, and uh, it's always a great show. So we're going to get into the discussion of what that is and why you should be more interested in it in the future that it holds we're gonna be talking about his new nonprofit that they're working on or it's, i don't think it's new but uh, what some of the different offerings that they have in some awards that they'll be doing for an xr prize so we'll be talking about that as well and we'll also talk some chat gpt and some other things with ar vr uh metaverse all that sort of good juicy stuff that kind of seems hot on people's minds today but in the meantime uh, you know, the Chris Voss show is almost like an MLM, but not, we don't require you to pay anything, but we do require to recruit five people in your download. No, I'm just kidding. Or you downline, download, downline, whatever. It's all the same, right? Uh, no, just, uh, refer the show, your family, friends, and relatives. Give us great five-star reviews there on iTunes. Uh, tell them to go to youtube.com for chess, Chris Voss, goodreads.com for chess, Chris Voss, the big 130,000 LinkedIn group, the big LinkedIn newsletter. That thing is killing it over there. If you're not subscribed to LinkedIn newsletter, well, then you're not living your best life life uh <laughs> so go ahead and subscribe to it because you know what when you're smarter and you listen to the chris voss show and all the brilliant guests we have on which none of them are me um the uh the uh the <laughs> The great part about that is, is you become sexier in everyone's eyes around you. So be smarter. Listen to the Chris Voss show and share it. Anyway, guys, uh, we have Ori Inbar on the show. He is a pioneer and a champion of the augmented reality and virtual reality industry since 2007 and is a sought-after thought leader, investor, and advisor to numerous augmented reality startups and corporations. In 2009, he founded Augmento, an AR game startup, which in 2015 was acquired by Apple. In 2010, he acquired, or I'm sorry, he co-founded AWE. It's kind of an acquiring when you really think about it. Uh, the world's largest community dedicated to advancing AR and VR via trade shows, meetups, courses, and award competitions. In 2016, he founded SuperVentures, a fund dedicated to investing in early-stage AR startups. Welcome to the show, Ori. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you for having me, Chris. Thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. We're honored to have you. Uh, give us your .coms, wherever you want people to look you up on the Internet or, or aided the AWE show, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, LinkedIn is definitely a good place, but our website is at awexr.com. Can find all the information about the events and the prizes over there there you go uh give us a little bit of your background your origin story what what, what uh, how did you grow up what got you into technology and and uh, down this vein of career that you're in now so you know in the second half of the 90s uh, i was building internet software for enterprises uh 2001 my startup was acquired by sap so i spent a few years there kind of bringing this cool startup software to some of the largest companies in the world. And that was fun to a certain degree. But in 2007, I decided to take a break, 
spend some time with the kids, and I realized they're always in front of a screen, mm. you know, playing video games on the internet. You know, social wasn't as big at the time. And I, you know, I wanted to find a way to get them to play more in the real world, like I used to in, in, as a kid. And, and I thought I invented something new, something that would take some of the things that attract kids and adults to the internet, video games, and bring it into the real world. Of course, started to, to do some research and realized people have done it before. It's called augmented reality. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been around for decades. Uh, but the thing that it was hidden in a few labs around the world and nobody heard about it. Mm. So I was kind of it became sort of my mission to find a way to bring this technology to everybody, because I felt this could really change the way we interact with computers, with the world, with each other and it could be the next wave of computing. So, mm -hmm. so that became the mission. Um, I started first, you know, what do you do? You start a blog or a podcast. <laughs> and uh, that allowed me to kind of, you know, meet a lot of people to gain a lot of knowledge in the space. And in 2007, I started Augmento, which you mentioned, um, kind of an air games company, not that different than, you know, what we've seen from uh, Niantic and Pokemon Go, you know, a game, mm -hmm. air game that everybody knows. <clears throat> Uh, it wasn't as successful, mm -hmm. uh, but in 2015, it was acquired by Apple. So a lot of our technology became the foundation for Apple's AR platform. So that, that was cool. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I felt like there's so few of us in this industry and, and nobody knows about us. So we have to get together. And that's how AWE was formed in 2010. First event, 300 people, you know, talking about ideas and concepts nobody outside of the room understood what's going on there and uh but then you know it, it started to grow and you know with the iphone becoming kind of a really cool device to experience augmented reality and a couple of years later vr becoming a thing with oculus and meta buying it uh all of a sudden this industry became a thing and this event grew to become you know an event that runs on you know across three continents us america uh europe and uh Asia with tens of thousands of attendees, as well as meetups that are running in 30 cities around the world on an ongoing basis and courses and awards. And all of a sudden it became this huge uh, influencer on, on this industry. So, mm -hmm. you know, in addition to just kind of reflecting what the industry, uh, how the industry was evolving over these years, it also helped kind of make a dent in some way and, and really try to guide the community in, into a certain direction that we believe was where it should go. And and the great thing about what you guys have done, because I've been to your shows, uh, I've done, you know, we go do booth interviews and interview people at shows and, you know, try and find cool technology. And so, you know, we do that all the all the major shows. The cool thing about yours is you guys are really concentrated on the AR, VR, XR space. And, and really, um, it's a great showcase. And it's also a platform for a lot of these startups you know, that they're, they're trying to either get financing or they're trying to get their product out there, they're trying to, you know, get people to know what they're doing. It gives them a great uh, leap, a leaping uh, place that they can take and have where they can showcase their stuff. They can maybe get more investors, expand and grow. You know, right. it's, a, it's a real foundation for uh, startups and stuff. Uh, for a long time, I thought augmented reality was when I just drank vodka on Friday nights, <laughs> uh, have a bottle of vodka. 
But evidently, that's not augmented reality. And we, uh, those of you who aren't watching, you listening to the audio of the podcast, uh, Ori has a whole collection of uh, of different styles of augmented reality glasses and probably virtual reality glasses behind him. So if you can check the YouTube and of course subscribe, <laughs> plug. Um, so uh, let's lay a foundation for the people who don't understand what the difference is. What is AR and what is VR? What's the difference and, and why does this make uh, important? Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's incredible after, you know, I've been in it for 15 years and every discussion still starts with, you know, what is AR and what is VR and what are the differences? <laughs> so I don't know, maybe we're, something we're not doing right. Um, but it, it is confusing. I mean, and it's it's kind of a whole new computing uh, paradigm, which I think just takes time for people to get used to. But the, the short answer is that augmented reality or AR is where you add a little bit of digital information into your field of view, into mm -hmm. your environment to enhance it, you know, whether you play, whether you have fun, whether you work. So yeah, so you still see everything around you, you still see the people around you, the things around you, and and uh, you, you stay uh, in your environment. VR is where you completely hide yourself from the, the rest of the world and everything around you is completely virtual as that's why it's called virtual reality. But the thing is that the way most of us in the industry see this is, is a, the continuum. That on, on one hand, end of the continuum, it's reality. On the other hand, and it's virtual reality. And sometimes you want to move in between those two extremes. And mm -hmm. we also think that the devices of the future will allow you to, to move from, you know, augmented reality where you just see a little bit of information and, and everything around it uh, to a point where now you're completely immersed into a virtual world. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what, you know, some people may call it the mi mixed reality, which is... Mm -hmm really the, the name of the, the original name of the, this entire spectrum or continuum, uh, but it's, it's a bit confusing. So, so uh, we decided to use the, the, the acronym XR as a way to, uh, to specify, you know, AR, VR, MR, all these things, just call it XR and it's a simple way, uh, at least within the industry, that's how we call it. There you go. You know, it's it's really interesting, the space. I remember seeing some of the early AR stuff in social media back in 2010, 2011, when the iPhone was really starting to hit it. and and But it would take up a lot of utilization. It was really hard to do. It was really, you know, complicated. And, and I don't think the devices were quite ready, you know, to be able to run that sort of power. But you could see the potential in it. And uh, and then not only is there a great consumer potential, there's great uh, business brand potential. You know, you can, you know, I've seen augmented reality where you can walk down an aisle in a store and, you know, this, the, the shelves can jump out at you or speak or play different ads in front of you in a kind of augmented way, you know, to get you know, it's, it's hard to get notice on the shelf if you if you understand the dynamics of, of uh, shopping and everything else. And so it's really interesting. And I'm a gamer. I would love to have Call of Duty on VR, uh, you know, but a game that's that detailed and that complex, which probably is going to take some time. But, you know, there's lots of great games that have come out so far. And so it's a great, interesting space on the future of it. And uh, uh, you guys have done a lot of shows. How many shows have you guys done so far, if you just off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, we started in 2010. This is 2023, so this will be our 14th year. Uh, and a total of uh, about 25 events around the world, wow. in addition to, again, hundreds of meetups that are taking place in you know smaller groups in different cities, whether it's in person or online. Mm -hmm. 
And then you guys, uh, for the USA, AWE USA uh, 2023, you guys will be May uh, 31st to June 2nd, 2023. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're in, in Santa Clara, California. Uh, probably our biggest event yet, or probably the biggest AR and VR event in the history of the world. Uh, wow. With We're expecting 300 exhibitors, which, you know, uh, USA Today called it the CES of the future. Yeah. And gradually, it's becoming more and more like that. You know, three hundred mm. exhibitors. You know, for, for what I hear, kind of the number of number one feedback from attendees is that when they come to the show, it's like coming home because mm. everyone there. You know, we're talking about five, six thousand people. Everyone is like-minded. They all are into AR and VR. They all know how hard it is. So they're you know, it kind of bonds them together, and uh, and it's really a fantastic uh, uh, kind of opportunity to to meet all these old and new friends and to to do business and, and that's really you know why why everybody goes there to like you said you know you, you have uh, kind of solution providers meeting enterprise end users you know from the biggest brands and and do deals have startups and investors you have brands and creators and developers connecting recruiters and job seekers so so it's really kind of bringing all these people together and helping us all you know connect learn and grow there you go. And and so uh, people can sign up. You guys, uh, I see on the website here, super early bird tickets for sale. You want to grab those up, uh, get in the early bird uh, because the prices usually go up and hotel rates usually go up as you get closer right. to these events. One, so, one more week. There you go. Uh, get in now. I see the join today uh, before the early, super early bird ticket sale ends. Um, so let's talk about this uh, uh, prize that you guys are doing. Tell us what's going on with that, your nonprofit. Yeah, so you know, the uh, since inception, we've always tried to also focus on the uh, positive impact of this technology. So it's not just you know let's build cool technology, but let's think about the social implications, the safety, security. Uh, let's let's try to uh, divert some of the talent and and the funds towards uh, social causes. And uh, this year or last year, we decided to take to take it to the next level. And we announced something that we call the XR Prize uh, Challenge, Fight Climate Change, with the idea to harness the, the superpowers that AR and VR have to uh, fight climate change. Oh, wow. um, I think, you know, we, we all agree that, you know, with the floods and uh, storms and droughts we see all over the world, it's, it's probably the biggest threat facing humanity mm -hmm. in the next few decades. And, you know, what's, what's really interesting is that you know, in, in the literature and a lot of even sci-fi movies, uh, you rarely see AR and VR mentioned as a tool to fight climate change. And that pissed me off. So that, that's one of the reasons I decided to, to, do the, to start this uh, XR Prize. Uh, we announced it last year. Um, the idea is uh, to use the, those superpowers, you know, the, the ability to visualize, to educate with empathy, to optimize a lot of the existing green tech technologies. Uh, and um, and uh, we got, you know, hundreds of submissions so far, uh, kind of ideas, people that, you know, whether it's like one guy in a, in a garage or a large company like Unity, uh, kind of putting together some concept of, of how XR can help fight climate change. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we announced the 150 teams that moved to the next phase which is the um, minimum viable product. So actually mm. developing a demo or a product that can be can have an impact 
uh, in the fight against climate change. And uh, June 1st at AWE in Santa Clara, we will announce the winner that will go home with $100,000 cash. There you go. So, you know, we put our money where our mouth is. And uh, mm. by the way, also the event will be carbon neutral. So, you know, we're mm. trying to stay true to, to this whole mission. There you go. I'm looking at the page in your website, too, that uh, talks about the XR uh, ch prize challenge. Uh, 100,000K competition. Submissions are closed right now, it looks like, for this year. Uh, but you can see the showcases uh, things here. And yep. then I guess uh, on May 1st, like you mentioned, finals will be announced. And then June 1st, uh, the, the winners. That's so right. this would be cool. Is there a tiered uh, thing to it? Or is it just one person gets the prize or is there a tier? So, I mean, we, we first said, you know, there'll be one prize for the top winner. However, since then, uh, we got a few uh, big corporations decided to join this and will also contribute some cash. Mm -hmm. Talking about Microsoft, NVIDIA, Unity, and, uh, and actually a dozen other uh, tech companies that are contributing their software and hardware mm -hmm. to participants in this competition. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits beyond just the cash prize. Uh, so we'll, you know, we'll as we get closer to the event, we'll announce more some of the other prizes or or kind of cash that teams could go home with. Uh, but you know, the biggest win is already here now. I mean, for me, seeing the list of 150 projects that mm -hmm. are all uh, kind of taking some some great talent and tech and applying it to fighting climate change for me, that's already a big win. Mm -hmm. And you guys have four categories, replacing wasteful material practices, um, which uh, I think that replaces me, uh, visualizing the causes and impacts of climate change, which is probably also me, uh, educating about solutions to climate change, which is probably not me, although we talk about it on the show, we have a lot of great thoughts to talk about it, uh, optimizing design and education of climate solutions. Um, so awesome sauce. There's different categories that people can get involved in. And of course, uh, competition rules, guidelines, people can check on the website. And of course, if you're, if you miss this year's, uh, submission, you can join up for the future ones. Uh, I think this well, is great. Know, Chris, the thing is that with, um, the, re the first category replacing, mm -hmm. when you think about it, almost anything we do in AR and VR replaces something that we would otherwise do in the real world. Yes. Yeah, you know, you, you replace travel, you replace designing of physical stuff. You replace, you know, fashion mm -hmm. even, and all these kind of things. Um, so AR and VR are already saving a lot of uh, carbon uh, emissions as, mm -hmm. as it is, but we want to take it to the next level. So, you know, how can you have uh, like a significant impact with your AR or VR software towards that? So, so that's kind of the, the first category. But the visual, for me, the visualize is probably one of the coolest things because that's really unique to AR and VR. Uh, think about it, you know, you, you walk, I mean, I, I live in New York City, you walk in the city and all of a sudden you see the water level in 10 years from today when, mm -hmm. you know, climate change really become a thing. And and that that kind of hurts you, you know, that you, you feel it so uh, emotionally that uh, you want to take some action against it, right? It's not just mm -hmm. an idea, just something that some some someone on TV is shouting about. It's something that you can actually feel. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I'm really uh, kind of happy about this category and to see some of the projects that will really allow us to visualize, you know, carbon emissions around us. You know, when, when mm -hmm. I do, you know, light up this, this light or start a car or whatever, you can actually visualize how it affects our air quality and our pollution and, and things like that. And 
for me, that's a really unique aspect of what you can only do with AR. Yeah, I mean, it. Being, I think, I think, being people being able to see the effects and the results. You know, as human beings, we're not good at risk management. We're not good at risk assessment. We're not good at at really understanding. You know, people talk about the future. We're like, yeah, the future. That's uh, tomorrow. I'll deal with that then. You know, and and so people really don't see it until sometimes it's too late. It's kind of the human nature side of us. That man does not learn from his history, uh, <laughs> uh, and so. You know, uh, and I think being able to see it, you know, because you, you see, you know, politicians from sides that don't support climate change, you know, throwing around all sorts of stuff. And you see people who support climate change throwing around all sorts of stuff. And I think some people are just kind of like, you know, I don't know. But I, I think, you know, me growing up, when, when we grew up in Utah, uh, I grew up in California, then we moved to Utah as teens. Uh, when I grew up in Utah, the snow here was intense during um uh, the, the winters and I remember going through deep you know we'd have deep deep snow um, and now we don't really have much of that it's very much in fact uh, the ski resorts suffer from climate change uh, you can really see the difference I mean you can see the difference in some of the recent drives the lakes you know, I lived in Vegas for 20 plus years um, you can see the difference in Lake Mead and our water sources and just the effect it has everything and the, the storms seem harder and heavier, uh, you know. And so being able to use these sort of techniques to future see, you know, what the results are going to be, I think kind of brings the impact home to people like, oh, wow, this, this can really be bad in the future. We should do something now. You got it. That's exactly it. Hmm? That's why they pay me the big bucks and I do the show. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, I, you're the, I bring the smart people on. I just kind of, I just kind of, I, I just kind of cue them up and roll with and pretend to be smart along with them. It rubs off sometimes, and people believe it, but most people don't. They listen to the show. They're like, "That Chris Voss is an idiot." I'm just kidding, people. I am an idiot. Anyway, guys, uh, so let's uh, let's talk about a few things that are also hot right now in this space. Uh, Chat DPT. Everyone's talking about that. Everyone's trying to figure out. Does that play into? The AR, VR, XR world? I mean, the generative AI is definitely uh, an important player. And in fact, you know, everything that we're seeing with machine learning and AI advancement over the last, you know, five years has had a tremendous impact on augmented reality and virtual reality in, in the sense that it, you know, when you try to visualize, um, you know, we, we've all seen the Snapchat filters on your face. That's relatively easy. But when you try to kind of try on some new, um, sneakers on your foot or, you know, a watch on your hand, it's been really a tough thing to do with software. But with AI, with machine learning, all of a sudden, it looks so realistic. It's just mm -hmm. incredible. And that's all from the last few years. So, so AI has a really big impact on, on uh, the advancements of AR so far. But I think, and, you know, when you look into the future, uh, I see, you know, AR and VR kind of together, XR, it's sort of the user interface for AI. AI, you know, obviously huge will impact every aspect of life, but it's it's like a it's a brain, right? But how do you actually manifest that? And I think a lot of that will happen through augmented reality. In, in fact, in the future, with uh, you know, <clears throat> by twenty thirty, I believe that will these two things, you know, uh, AR and VR or XR and AI, will become intertwined, and almost it will be hard to distinguish between these two. So, so that's kind of a, the, the duality of these two things. Um, but when it you know comes to Chat GPT and you know G Dali and all the these other kind of uh, image generators, uh, I've been playing with it. You know, it's cool. It makes tons of mistakes still, 
Um, but the it's just incredible to see how fast it's being adopted. I mean, we're, we're reaching like numbers of hundreds of millions of people mm -hmm. in a matter of days. That that's faster than TikTok, which is just mind blowing. My uh, my my friend, my good friend Robert Scoble, he's is really uh, a pro in this space and uh, puts out papers and stuff with his company. Um, and we were uh, one of the first adopters of of uh, Google Glass back in the day. And I still miss it. I really enjoyed it. I really did. I mean, it's it seemed, you know, the battery feature was kind of low. It wasn't the greatest video. But when I go back and watch videos of my dogs and I was able to film them in first-person content where I was able to pet them with both hands or throw the ball, you know, and still be able to record my interaction with them, I, I, I'll, I'll see those videos. I'm just like, oh, my God, I really miss that first-person sort of experience. Um, and I think one of the challenges with, with VR and AR and XR is trying to make these, these headsets so you don't feel like you're, you're wearing 50 pounds of technology on your head and you're, and you're uh, breaking your spine. Uh, you know, I get sweaty in them, uh, which is an issue. Uh, I really kind of, I, I kind of love that whole experience of the Google Glass where it was kind of mixed and it was very light still. And very doing uh is that kind of where you're seeing more things head to i know apple might be coming out with something uh, that's the reason i brought up scoble is uh you know he's talking that apple is coming up with something soon what are you seeing are you hearing those same sort of rumors of what apple's doing and they might really change the market if they come to market yeah i mean <clears> you're touching on the most sensitive subject in ar and vr which is how are we actually going to experience this technology i mean mm -hmm. smartphones are good for now you know for for snapchat and pokemon go and, and these kind of things but the ultimate goal is to really have it on your on your face uh in a way that looks like just regular uh, sunglasses and uh it's always on that's the big thing right you want to be able to just walk around and ar will just make your life better, you work mm -hmm. better, and so on. Yeah. Um, the thing is that there's a trade-off. I mean, today, the tech is still very... I mean, if you want to have high level of performance and you know, good quality, it's going to be big, and yeah. it's going to be heavy, and the battery is going to be uh, limited. So, uh, and, and the thing is that, you know, there's Moore's Law where... Uh, a lot of the aspects of technology or you know computing computing advances or doubles every 18 months and it doesn't happen with optics and mm -hmm. that's what we're, we're really dealing here with now google glass was I, I agree it was awesome and it was especially awesome that you know one of the largest tech companies really pushed this out there in a big way uh, of course, you know, we all know about the backlash and, you know, Scoble has his own part <laughs> in, it, in the shower. Uh, <clears throat> well, when he did the shower scene uh, and then he, he got yelled at by uh, uh, one of the co-CEOs of, uh, of uh, Google at, when he went to the show. But this, this shot, the infamous shower scene where he, he took the picture of him in the shower and uh, it went viral. Um, and, and it was I thought it was awesome. But, but I want to say that, you know, this, I mean. Every, you know, after the whole glass hole uh, <clears throat> yeah. and so on, people thought that Google Glass is dead. But in fact, it's actually alive and well in enterprises. Uh, yeah. Hundreds of thousands of, uh, of Google Glasses that are being used every day in enterprises, you know, in warehouse picking use cases or in field uh, service management. So, so it's actually being used, that along with uh, a bunch of other AR glasses that are being used yeah. in, 
the enterprise. So so that's that's one thing. But you also mentioned Apple, and and that's the, you know, since 2015, uh, many of us in the industry, uh, you know, because Apple has done you know some some acquisition in the space. They released you know the Air Kit, which is kind of Air platform, and and many other things that are contributing to AR. And you know. Cook uh, mentioned a few times that for him, augmented reality is really the next big thing. Mm-hmm. So everybody has been anticipating the, those air glass, those glasses from Apple since 2015, and every time it's like in two years. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it's a never-ending prediction. And it then, seems. and then we reach you know 2022, and it's like at the end of this year, this is it. It's actually going to be released. Then of course it's delayed again to January, and then in January it's delayed to April, and the latest it's delayed to WWDC in June. Um, and by the way, it's not going to be AR glasses; it's going to be really VR glasses, but with uh, kind of uh, a lot of support for AR. So you basically have what, what's known as um, video pass-through. So you can mm-hmm. see everything around you, but it's really through the VR display. And, uh, you know, we're all just waiting in anticipation for this. First of all, because, you know, it's Apple. They, they've timed the market well. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that they're releasing the product means that they believe the market is ready for that. Because th- yeah. that's been kind of the big question. When is, gonna be, when is the market going to be ready to go mainstream with AR and VR? Mm-hmm. So that, 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 I mean, if in fact it goes out this year, it's going to be uh, a big sign. But on the other hand, it's still going to be relatively big expensive limited battery time so it, you know it's not going to be this ultimate thing that sometimes we're expecting from apple that would just change everything overnight um but you know we're all still very hopeful that it will come on this year it will be a big game changer do you think it will be something kind of like a google glass hybrid or it will be like a whole you know setup where you got to have the thing and the computers to run it and stuff so, I mean, if you've seen some of the more advanced VR headsets out there, you know, mm-hmm. from the Meta Pro or, um, you know, kind of the more uh, Vario or, or some of the, the other kind of more advanced VR glasses, it's probably going to be like that, uh, mm-hmm. stylish, because, you know, it's going to be yeah. Apple's product. And uh, supposedly it will be the high end, but it's still going to be, we're talking about 1500 to $2,000 price range. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like Apple. It's going to have a lot of cameras and uh, and sensors on it, so the experience mm-hmm. will be really good. But again, it's not going to be uh, the shrunk down version that we're all expecting. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that I mean, according to some of the rumors, uh, people said that uh, Air glasses are actually also in the plan to to come out in a couple of years. But now this seems to be delayed even further. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of a bum. Mm-hmm for you know for all, all of us in the industry uh so i think you know it's it's going to be probably one of the better vr headsets out there but not something that anyone you know buys just to play games like you with uh, the playstation vr mm-hmm. 2 that is just came out mm-hmm. or or even the meta quest which is much more affordable yeah you know what i like i like i like as a dog parent i would like uh ar vr whatever it would be because I'm not clearly good at it, but I would like I would like a thing because I I I miss having my puppies, my dogs, and so it would be cool if I could put on like a VR headset and then I could see my dogs with the mixed reality, and they would be puppies again, like they were, 
and I could just kind of bathe in that for a little while. I miss them as puppies. I, I constantly bang my bang my young puppy. I'm like, quick growing, quick growing up, stay a puppy. Um, so that'd be cool. Sure. Maybe people who have teenagers, you know, and they're dealing with the teenagers dumb as parents. They they can have those glasses and put them on and just remember how cute they were as babies and how they aren't cute now. I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, you know, I was one of those glass holes. I, I dealt with that fallout. And it was kind of an interesting time for us to deal with the issue of privacy. And, and, and I think it got addressed. And I think that's what Google Plus really achieved with those Google Glasses. Because it was the same time Mark came out and said, Mark Zuckerberg came out and said, privacy's dead, suckers. We sold you guys a long time ago. You guys are just waking up the fact that you, you were the meat on the table. Um, you know, I had people come up to me and be angry at me because I would be wearing Google Glass. And they'd be like, you need to take that off. That's recording 24-7 Google. I don't want Google knowing what I'm doing. Meanwhile, they have mobile phones. And uh, I had people that were angry. I had people that thought they'd been videotaped. Um, you know, I, you, you try to explain to them logically that look at the size of this unit. The battery is not huge. It doesn't, it can only record video. I think two hours at the lowest quality video you could record maybe, or I don't even think it was that long. It was, it's really short. Maybe it was like 10 minutes or 20 minutes. I don't remember. Um, but it was really short. Uh, I think two hours was like the runtime. I think that was it. Yeah. You could run it for two hours uh, and then you have to charge it. And then I think the video was like 10 minutes or 20 minutes. I think it was 10. And, and, you know, if you use that, you know, if you use the pretty part uh, with a lot of notifications and stuff, you'd have problems, but yeah. And then we kind of crossed that threshold of dealing with privacy and everyone just went, Oh, fuck it. I don't care. Give it all away. <laughs> let me do my face give that to the russians okay great um so it's kind of interesting but when apple jumps into anything they tend to almost create the market i mean they they're not the pioneers in it they don't really create it but they 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 make the market really explode and make it huge i think yeah i mean you're right privacy is is uh, was a big concern back in the google glass days and it's even bigger now mm -hmm. and uh because you know if if we we had we felt like we are the product in, in you know with social media hmm. when it comes to ar and vr all of a sudden you have billions of cameras that constantly look and, and record not just people but everything around you you know at your yeah. home or wherever you go and that could be a huge uh privacy concern and in addition you know there's safety issues especially in vr where people go there and kind of like the the chat rooms of of the 90s now we have VR chat rooms where people just do bad things, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know security and all these concerns that are and, and the ethics around uh, around AR and VR. So so I think the good news is that you see a lot of uh, uh, industry pioneers and leaders that are uh, taking very close look at these things. Um, you have you know someone like Avi Barzev, which which is uh, you know, 30 years a pioneer in AR and VR uh, at some of the biggest companies you can think of. And, and he decided to now focus his entire time on what, what he called the XR Guild, which is really trying to tackle all these uh, privacy concerns and, and uh, ethical concerns and, and harnessing a lot of the, the smart people out there. So is it going to solve everything? No, but at least, you know, we're thinking about it a bit in advance and hopefully we'll uh will kind of tackle some of these issues and, and like i said apple has been big on privacy so hopefully that will also be uh, a big part of their release and, and their influence on the market 
There you go. What do you think about what Metaverse is doing? Everyone kind of thought that when Facebook bought Oculus that they were going to turn, they were going to, you know, basically do the Apple thing where they would normalize everything and make it popular. And it seems like it, it's it's been a, the Metaverse sort of whole concept has been kind of a flop a little bit. I mean, the investors haven't been too happy with it. If you've seen Facebook stock price <laughs> just a couple of days ago, for those who are watching this years from now, uh, you know, Facebook just followed in Twitter's footsteps, both money losing companies on the stock market right now. Or not money losing, uh, the, the stock can decline. I, I think Twitter's money losing, I think we can say that. Um, but basically, uh, basically, you know, they've come up with subscription models where now you can pay for play, buy your verified check status, and have a, have a uh, payment model that you now have on Facebook or Twitter now. Uh, what do you think about all that metaverse? It's kind of a lot to unpack there. So, Chris, I, I thought that we agreed not to talk about the M word during this. <laughs> I'll check my writer and contract. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, kidding. But of course, know. you know, we call it the M word because it's it has it's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, on one hand, uh, on the one hand, uh, it uh, it brought awareness to what we've been doing for you know over a decade in AR and VR to a degree that we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the other hand, it also made it feel like it's very futuristic and, uh, and that we're really unre not ready for that. Mm -hmm. And that's been, uh, that's been a problem because there's so much already happening with AR and VR today. You know, it's a $30 billion industry today. Wow. So it's not like, you know, something that will happen in the future. Uh, and, you know, to, to Mark Zuckerberg's credit, he is the one that invested the most in this field than anyone else, uh, any other company or any other investor. Uh, and even, you know, rebranded this company, which I think is maybe uh, too far off a bet on this. Uh, but, you know, there were probably other reasons, like, you know, uh, getting away from Facebook and all the things that we know we're not even talking about anymore from 2017 and 18, right? Mm -hmm. We're now talking about the metaverse. So in a sense, you know, his <laughs> rebranding succeeded in that sense. Um, but the thing is that it created uh, this crazy anticipation that, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world completely focuses now on the metaverse that, where is it? You know, mm -hmm. what's going on with it? And the thing is that it's, it's hard. AR and VR are hard, not as easy, you know, as social media or, or even, you know, getting the, the level of adoption that we see with chat uh, GPT. It takes decades and it, like I said before, you know, it's a huge paradigm shift for how we interact with computers and it's new hardware, it's new software, it's a whole new language of interaction. So that's going to take time. It's not going to be overnight. And I think a lot of the, the shareholders and probably other kind of outsiders that are looking at the, at the, at the share price are kind of disappointed that it's, it's not having an immediate impact. Um, that's okay. I mean, we, we know in the industry that this is, it's inevitable. In a few years, it will become mainstream. And, uh, you know, we have estimations from some of the biggest banks that it will reach $1 trillion market share wow. by 2030. Or some people say, you know, Citibank, I think, said $8 trillion, And JP Morgan up upped it with uh, <laughs> $15 trillion, right? So it's, it's going to be huge. And it's going to have impact on everything that we do in our life and our work. So uh, we know, you know we're going to get there. It's just going to be a bit of a bumpy road. There you go. I'll have to stop investing in uh, the AR glasses I was investing in before augmented reality, where I would just uh, look through the glass of the vodka 
a bottle. Um, <clears throat> augmenting that reality. Don't do that, folks. Stop drinking. Uh, anyway, uh, what, what, uh, any, anything you want to tease out in the future? What you see, kind of off in the distance of AR, VR, and where we're headed? Yeah, you know, I, I uh, a couple of years ago, um, I did an exercise of kind of jumping towards the year of 2030 and trying to imagine. Okay, so after we go over all these bumps in the road, how will the world look like when we? are all using AR and VR and it's uh, ubiquitous. And uh, maybe it's a bit of a utopian uh, because, you know, technology doesn't always uh, deliver on only on the good side, also on, on the bad side. Uh, but when you look at across the world, you know, from uh, healthcare to fighting mental, uh, you know, uh, mental issues and, uh, you know, improving education, and improving kind of just how, how we work and, and kind of giving us a fighting chance with uh, the machines, you know, with AI that is taking over all our jobs. AR and VR are kind of a way to, to give us some superpowers to be able to compete head-to-head -head with AR, or in other words, to really to leverage it as opposed to, uh, to fight with it. And, uh, and you know, every, when you look across the world, almost every aspect can become better for humanity if we adopt it as as i predict we will there you go there you go you know it, it that's the big i think i think that's a big dilemma we always have to really start addressing more and more with new technologies you know i i'm seeing a lot of that discussion going on with chat gpt i'm a sort of out of the box person where i try and step outside and look every at every aspect of new technology now i've kind of learned from social media's pandora's box um and and it, I, I like what you're doing where you're supporting uh, trying to, you know, use the technology for good and how it can be good. And hopefully there's a lot of people who are looking at how it can be used for evil in ways that we can block or prevent that. Um, <clears throat> because, you know, I mean, I'm having these discussions with chat GPT, you know, I, one of my friends joked the other day, they go, uh, maybe we, maybe it's time to open the gallery of, of, uh, of, of what uh, human origin writing used to be and put in that in museums because it's about to disappear and we're about to become extinct you know it is there's there's good in every technology but i think there's always that evil downside and so i think it's important that we uh you know look at these new technologies and try and figure out ways to do it and i'm glad you guys showcase this stuff uh, because i know a lot of startups that go to your show they really need that platform to get exposure absolutely and you know uh maybe as is kind of uh, for, for those who in the audience who want to learn more about this. Uh, of course, you're all invited to our next AWE event in California, at end of May. Uh, reach out to me and be happy to either you know offer a discounted or maybe even a free pass if if you're an enterprise end user, you could get a free pass. Uh, so just reach out to me at you know Ori at awexr.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're happy to uh, to have you join this community and learn more and help be part of it. There you go. What is the apply for playground? What is that? I see that on the website real quick here. So the playground, you know, we we always had this expo hall where you have exhibitors showcasing their products and kind of doing business. But we wanted to add a part where where it's not about business. It's really about experiencing things that you cannot experience at your home, uh, unique AR or VR experiences. 
and, and that's that's what we call the the playground. It's mm. uh, you know we have all sorts of things on you know for playing games, but also uh, related to healthcare or related to you know how to deal with grief and and all sorts of things that are not uh, necessarily for the uh, economic purpose of it, but really just kind of to experience this technology in a in a way that you cannot do otherwise. So so that's the playground. Awesome sauce. Well, this will be exciting to see you guys coming up this year. And uh, we've got the .com out there. Give us the .com one more time just to get that plug in as we round out. The website is awexr.com. There you go. Check it out, guys. Thank you very much, Ori, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. It's been fantastic, Chris. Thanks for having me. There you go. And thanks so much for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn. See us over there, youtube.com, Fortress Chris Foss. You can see all the cool uh, XR and VR, AR glasses that uh, Ari has on his shelf there. It's quite the collection. Uh, I think I think the last time I was at your show, there was a room that you guys had that had like all of the iterations of the attempts at Museum, yeah. AR. The museum. And it was uh, extraordinary. Glasses from the last 30 years. Yeah, that, that's yeah. something. I was, it was wild. I think I have a video of it somewhere. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to my audience. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. There you go.